welcome to our world with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, it's been a minute. How are you? Everything is good. How's everything with you? I got no complaints. Looks good to hear. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so we've we've had a uh, it's been a hell of a week, and we got like a hell of a week coming. You know, uh, yeah, you have like hurricanes popping out everywhere. Yeah, you know, first we had Harvey. Harvey caused devastation and destruction all through Texas. Uh, now we have Irma, followed closely behind by Jose, Hurricane Jose. It started out as a tropical storm. Now it's Jose. My heart goes out to everybody that's being affected by any of these. And on top of it, what we had a, there was an 8.1 earthquake in Mexico yesterday. Yep. I mean, it's like the earth is angry right now. Yeah, someone put out a meme that said, uh, Trump said he doesn't believe in the uh, climate change and the weather was like, hold my beer. Oh, man. Well, he's more than whole. He's telling the whole is nuts, man, because <laughs> this, is in, this is insanity, man. The sheer amount of um, devastation. And we don't really know what Irma's going to continue to do. We don't, It hasn't fully hit. Florida, Georgia, South Carolina yet. And um, I'm like, damn, it already it wiped out St. Martin and I never even heard of the country next to Antigua, but totally Ber- wiped them out. Berbuda or something like yeah. that? Yeah, I, yeah. You know what? I had never heard of that place either. I mean, I don't even know what, what kind of damage. I haven't really heard today what it did to Turks and Caicos. Oh, yeah. I haven't I haven't checked on that yet. I think when I was leaving the house, it was just like hitting. Now, here's the thing that's that's crazy. My I've had three friends who just left, and I mean just left this week, Bahamas. Oh, wow. On a plane Tuesday. This shit hits Wednesday. Another one just left Monday. Something about, okay, we have to be honest. Cruises, vacations to these islands are affordable, or let's say downright cheap, between the months of August to October. And the reason it is, is because it's fucking hurricane season. Yep. I had family members that got stuck on a cruise that left out of Houston. Couldn't come back to Houston. They They had the option to get off in New Orleans. They stayed in Mexico for an extra day. They had the option to get off in New Orleans or... Stay on the cruise for an extra week. Oh wow! And they would have had Most to pay them, for that, though. No, they didn't have to pay for it. But if you was if you was getting off in New Orleans, you would have to schedule figure out your flights because your flight was supposed to leave out of Texas. Mm. So a lot of them end up getting off in New Orleans, and the airlines worked with them. Oh well, they good for them because you know it's uh right now. I guess anybody who can work with you should be working with you. I mean, Delta Airlines are a piece of shit. It was but, another airline, too, that started price gouging until JetBlue came out with a special. I mean, but Delta, ridiculous. I mean, we, we're talking $500 flights. They were bumping them up to 3400 People are... Yeah, this this lady of seven said she, her, she had to pay $1,500 per seat for each family member. 
People are, you know what? People are hurting. This is not a time where you look at somebody and you see a wallet, you see a credit card. We are talking about people devastated. They work their whole fucking lives, man, to build a life, to build a home, and you lose everything. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a survivor of a home burning to the ground. Wow. My whole childhood burnt to the ground. Every baby picture burnt to the ground. Okay, that outfit that you wear today, you can recover. But, there, you know, your little trinkets that you won in first grade, second grade, and these little shit like that, that's gone, and that's gone forever. Yep. You know, I mean, think about some home, some man or woman who raised two or three children in a home, 30 years in that house. The shit that they had in that house is priceless. Pictures from vacations, wedding stuff, you know, christening papers. Now, I mean, think about it. If you didn't, if you didn't grab your wallet, say you got separated from your wallet. Now you don't even have identification, social security card. I don't carry my social security card with me every day. Yeah, I don't carry money because they say you know, I do recommend people get a burn box at how at the in their home. Right, but you know what? Come to find out, and I'm talking Harvey. A lot of people in Houston didn't even have flood insurance. Yep, most <clears> of them. <throat> I mean, they had all kinds of insurance, but didn't have flood insurance. Yeah. Oh, see that there was a problem. I remember with Katrina. The people that did have flood insurance was being denied because it was it was an act of God or the earth or whatever they call it. We know, we know that the State Farms, Progressive, and all of them, they make cute, cute commercials. But when it comes to paying, everybody's ass is tight. Yeah, especially if, like, they don't mind paying five people. But when you got to pay 100,000 people, 200,000 people, they're like, oh, hell no. We're going to find every loophole to get out of this. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's just the way shit works, man. It's just the way it works. Like, and, you know, I can't continue to talk about Harvey and not come down a little bit I don't care for his excuses. Personally, I don't know this Joel Olstein and his fucking church, but he did some real funky shit, and people are going to give him a pass because that's the way those people work. I'm talking about his parishioners. That's the way they operate. They can forgive anything. They're just like those people who Trump says, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Joel Olstein came up with a million excuses. But the one thing that disgusts me is passing out collection plate. Oh, Why yeah, you got yeah. Harvey Flood victims in the fucking audience. Most of the audience is Harvey Flood victims. These people ain't got shit, and you're going to pass out. And then probably guilt them that if you don't give to God, it won't come back to you. Yeah, we, that's how, I mean, this is why I don't believe in church and religion and Stuff because I feel like they only be out for self. This guy didn't even open his door the time someone his church was flooded. Okay, let's just say they did show a picture of the basement flooded, but you're three levels above that. Listen, they outed this guy a hundred and fifty different thousand ways, but when you mm. work the con like these guys work the con, nothing moves you. No, I mean nothing moves you. 
You never break character. You don't break I mean, character. I, I don't even understand, and this is talking for the people of Houston that goes to this church. Why would you go to a, uh, a mega church? You would think going to a church, you would want to spend time with a pastor or a priest or something like that every now and then. You can't go to his church and actually spend time with him. He's not spending time with 10,000 um, parishioners one-on-one time. Nat, this is a church you shouldn't go to, and this is just for me. When the church gets so large that the pastor has security in front of the pulpit, you're in a church too big. You are just a person, a number, really. Because I don't even know your name. He can't know your name. What they do in those churches, they literally give you a number so that you could use as a tax ID reference for donations. That's all you are is a number. And if you broke, do you really want to go to a church where the pastor is living in a $10 million home? Well, we can't even call it a home at that point. In the state? No, and he flies only a private plane that he probably owns. And meanwhile, you want 10% of my earnings. It's, 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 man, we, 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 we're in a weird spot. We're just in a weird spot. The world's in a weird spot. Um, I have to say this. Uh, this is an iconic legend. Brooklyn iconic legend passed away earlier this week. Tony Polito. Everybody in Brooklyn knows him as Tony P. I think that Tony P, this is just my opinion, tattooed every fucking body in the Barrel of Brooklyn since 1959. Oh, wow. Uh, White, black, I don't give a fuck what you were. We all stood out on Leffitt's Boulevard at some point in time in our lives. I know at least 100 people that have been a Tony P's. At least 100 people. He actually gave me my very first real tattoo. I had street tattoos before, but my very first, oh, shit, I'm in a tattoo parlor with a tattoo artist, and I'm taking something off the wall and paying. It was him. And I went back several, many times, 7 o'clock in the morning, standing on the line to get in to his tattoo parlor. And I just want to say rest in peace to him. Hmm? Is it still around today? You know what? I don't know if his sons still run the business. I mean, but Tony was in his upper 70s. Okay. And I might have went, the last time I might have went to Tony might have been, uh, let me see. Uh, let me look at my arms. I might have, last time I think I went to Tony might have been in the 90s. Because by then I had other tattoo artists. Would, would you let a 75-year-old tattoo you? Uh, yeah, because they, this, this is the way Tony's worked. He would do the outline, and his boy would do the coloring. Oh, okay. And uh, matter of fact, BBC just did a, uh, a a thing on him like two years ago, saying at 77, he was still out there doing his thing. All right. It's weird, because I wouldn't go, go to an old barber. Oh, well, see, this is different. <laughs> You're going to see people coming out right in front of you, showing you the work that he just did and people yeah. going in and he only took like 35 people per day, 35 per day, because that was all he kept 35 clean needles. All right. That's so he couldn't do anymore. 
And so you would have to wait, get on this fucking line, sign this thing, because for the beginning part of my life, tattooing was illegal in New York to 96. Oh, illegal. Wow. So he was considered an underground tattoo, even though you see cops online with you, firemen online with you, EMTs. <laughs> so it was like, you know, we always wondered, how the fuck does Tony stay in business when this shit is illegal? But he did, and we didn't care. He did work. Oh, wow. You know, anything beats that fucking sewing needle with string that your buddy would poke you a million times and give you a fucked up design. Yeah. You know, jailhouse tattoo. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, man. Some of it will be quick, but I want to talk about it anyway. Now, I, I, I am really pissed off at Christopher Reed, also known to the world as Kid from Kid and Play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He let this fucking Jason Whitlock use him to make fun of Colin Kaepernick. I don't understand why Kid would allow this. Some sometimes, I mean, some when it, all it comes down to is money. Sometimes with some people, and unless and, Kid is a comedian too, so I don't know if he thought it'll be funny. But sometimes uh, there's a sometimes there's something higher than funny. Yes. You know what? I agree with you 100%. Now, especially, and what makes this even less funny is the point that Colin Kaepernick was making. And this is the day after the video of Michael Bennett is released to the general public. How yes. is anything that's anti that coming from black men funny about police brutality funny? Now, I see Jason Whitlock. He doesn't give a fuck. He, Jason Whitlock goes out of his way to try to stick it, his foot in black people's asses. Yeah, all the time. But, to, you know, kid has to be smart enough to know who Whitlock is and the role he's playing in today's society. Yeah. But, you that know, sometimes even say the joke on paper is, is funny, but it doesn't transition off of paper. Yes, but you know what? We got to kind of, we got to get to a point. No other race of people allow the mocker of their own. You could be funny. We, we, okay, stand-up comedians are funny people. Chris Rock's a genius at being funny. But Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle know the difference between also putting a message out and being funny. I've yeah. heard them do both. And I've heard them do both together. Yep. And you know what? When a man is making a point about not that one or two incidents, we're talking way too many to name of police brutality. And then you see an NFL Super Bowl champion guy, a dude that's actually champion championing the cause, also out there, and the video is clear, because I'm still trying to figure out why the fuck that cop who's above has his gun out. He's not. The, yeah. now I can see the cop that's on the ground with Michael Bennett having his gun. Bennett's a big motherfucker. But his hand's behind his back. Why is the guy above? Anything could have happened up there. He could have shot his own partner. Yep. They, it, all it, uh, Vegas police said was, oh, it's under investigation. 
which means we're not doing shit with this. Yeah, we ain't doing nothing. You know what they did? They 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 pulled the cheapest trick that you could pull out of the book. The cops were the minorities too. Yeah, but so was the guy that's the, the the guy that oh shit the the guy that just got off was a Spanish guy. So you could be a minority. That just doesn't mean you don't uh, you still can't see black and white. Well, you know what? That's what the cop in Vegas said. That was his made it all right. You know that fucking Asian cop in New York City who shot the boy in the projects? He's a minority. He's Asian. In America, that oh, makes yeah. you a minority. Yep. So that you know what? That was the cheapest bullshit ever. You know? Now we got what do you think about this fucking Lonzo Ball's regarding hip hop statement? Oh, well he basically said that uh he basically said old school hip hop dies is like old school and the new guy that's leading the hip hop causes Migos and Future. Which a lot of people I mean I guess to me a lot of people would say that what they call mumble rap is freaking horrible. But I don't think you could crap on a guard like Nas. And then come to find out Lonzo Ball just released his own single, I think. Wow, I didn't know that. But you want to know something? Lonzo Ball shouldn't try to revert to LeVar Ball. Investigate. You supposedly had just finished your first year of college. Fucking use some, use your mind. Investigate uh, uh, something before you just spurt it out of the side of your neck. You know what? Hip hop is not where it is today without the Nas's, the Tupac's, the Biggies, the Coogee Raps, the Big Daddy Kane's. You know, we. Okay, so it's no longer message rap. You gotta dig deep in the crate to find a message rapper. You know, and there's nothing wrong with party rap. I got no, I got no problem with that. Matter of fact, I was driving in my car yesterday, and a party rapper came on old school shit. It was Nelly, and I was like, you know what, Nelly ain't never said nothing worth a damn, but he did make you party. Yeah, Nelly know how to make you drop it. Yeah, and you know what? I said, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with this country motherfucker saying what he's saying. But for not, for him to, matter of fact, I need, I wish I could get in contact with Lonzo Ball and tell him, you think that Nas is some old fuddy-duddy bullshit? Just listen to Nas' last album, uh, Life is Good. That ain't even an old album. That's like a year or so ago. I'm like, but Nas would wrap circles around Migos in future with his with tape around his mouth. Yeah, them together as a collaboration, he could beat them all down. <laughs> he could, shit, Ether, Ether would bury anything that they've ever collectively done together. The, yeah. It's funny, I just watched the Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix uh, four-part series. That was actually pretty good. I actually learned some things I never knew before. So I need to check that out. I recommend that to people. It goes from the 70s up to the beginning of gangster rap. Oh, you know what? I will definitely check that out. Now, uh, when you you talk about Netflix, so I want to briefly talk about television, right? Mm -hmm. So we just had Power Finale. Yep. This motherfucking drain, man. 
this dude is like the snakiest, <laughs> scorpion, low life. But I'm going to give the writers of power credit. They did not drag that shit out. They could have. They could have fucked up the waters and made. They could have actually made. Kanan think that Tommy and Ghost sent those guys after him, but they cleared that up nice. So oh, now yeah, Dre is who yeah. Dre is who he is. He's out yeah. in the open. Yeah, he's fully exposed, but now he has three hungry people on his neck. But also, Ghost has a problem. He didn't know that Lorenz Tate, that that congressman or councilman, he's a straight up gangster. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I I felt like he was kind of warned by the white guy, uh, the rich white guy. Sloan or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, yeah. See, but when he told, when he told Ghost, and see, think about it. Five seasons, we ain't never heard nobody tell Ghost, this is what the fuck you going to do. He sat there and told him, this is what you going to do. And I don't want to hear what you got to say. And I'm going to be on stage with you. We're going to act like brothers, and you're going to fucking accept this and move on. Yeah, he's going to die a horrible death. Season oh, five. yeah. You know what? That's the thing. We can't, have, we can't have Dre just catch a bullet and move on. He needs to be literally skinned alive. Oh, yeah, but the only thing I had a question about in power, so does that mean now Tommy's out of this drug game because he has no more? He has he he doesn't have a team anymore. Dre took all his connections. Next year, I don't think it's going to be mostly about them being drug dealers. I think it's going to be mostly about them being killers. Well, he got a lot of people to kill. His wife is now going to be implicated on that murder. See, now they can't do that every year. A new person can't be going through a trial each season. That they can't. I mean. You know, so now next year we're supposed to see Tasha at Orange. Yeah, because they just found they they found the bullet fragment. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, how the fuck did they get that body out of there that fast? You mm. can hear the sirens. Listen, this is what they do as a profession, man. These guys <laughs> have been doing this shit for a quarter century. Now well, he missed the bullet. I, I'm before I give a huge thumbs up to a show, I gotta give. 57,000 thumbs down to Westworld. I watched the first two episodes of Westworld and I found it to be the most boring bullshit ever. I actually slept through part, half of part of the second episode. So I am a big anti-Westworld fan. (laughs) But I'm going to say this. The best TV show that I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Entire life is Ray Donovan. All right. I I, I didn't get back into Ray Donovan. I think I left it after season one. Ray Donovan from... And see, this is what Ray Donovan did that's different than any other TV show I've ever seen in my life, including Oz, which Oz is like in Mount Rushmore. Ray Donovan didn't make you wait. The very, the very first episode, within the very first five minutes, something major happens, and it never stops. I just started season two, first episode of season two, right? 
Ray Donovan is 24-7 of shit. It never stops. There's no, there's no breaks. It's from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And it never fucking stops. I'm tired watching the show. You know, maybe I got to check back into it. Listen, I have never going to give anything more thumbs up than I am going to give Ray Donovan. It was like the first time that I seen, um, say I was the first person who ever seen um, Scarface. Yeah. And I go back to the neighborhood and I tell everybody you got to see it. That's the way I feel about Ray Donovan. No, oh, wow. It's because it's 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 no slow. You know, like some things are built. Like even Power took four or five episodes to build. Yeah, they did. Ray Donovan never took any time to build. It started running at a hundred miles per hour the very first five minutes and never slowed down. I'm wondering when are they going to take an episode off so you could just sit back and say, okay. It's no, there's no, I've watched 10 episodes. There's not been one episode where a shitload of things are not happening at one time. You got to literally be like, baby, please stop talking. I need to hear every fucking word they're saying because it's going to mean something. Yeah, I think I have to the 25th till all the new shows kick on. So maybe I could binge watch one more season. Yes. You know what? Give yourself a try. I, and and this week I started American Horror Story came back. Yeah, I missed I missed the first episode. I, I didn't know it started this week. Watch American Horror Story. I don't know where the fuck this show is going, but it's some clowns, crazy fucking clowns. And see, American Horror Story, you don't know what's real, what's not real until they explain it. Yeah. yeah so I was so baffled last season when they kept jumping from. Uh, the past to the present, and I'm like, what the fuck, Cuba Good Jr. come from? Like on the first episode, I'm like, I, I was totally confused. Then I, I then I finally picked it up, but uh, they owe really, us. I did not yeah, like yeah. last season at all. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the hotel. The hotel was my the worst season to me. It did last season probably was the second. Well, you know what, hotel was kind of all right. My my favorite, because I didn't see Covenant and I didn't see season one, my very favorite one so far was Freak Show. Oh, Freak Show with the with the clown, yeah. Freak Show. But that, that clown is back from Freak Show. Uh, Frosty or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, I forgot his name, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. I just have, I've been having a problem with uh, downloading my shows lately. I have to figure that out now. Now I did. I tell you what, man. I just returned um, Friday from the great state of New York. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Brooklyn for a couple of days, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I flew Delta Airlines, and I'm like, big fuck you to Delta Airlines. They have this fucking terminal where I've never experienced this before in my life, where you have to take a jitney to get to the other side of the terminal. And so this bus is driving on the fucking tarmac to get to the other side of the airport. I was like, this is... Oh, did you land in LaGuardia? No, this is JFK. Oh, I didn't know about that. So I'm wondering why they text me and said, make sure you get there super early because you can't fucking walk to your terminal. You got to wait for a bus to take you. So if you're late, you miss your flight. Oh, man. 
And on this other side, this little teeny-ass terminal, it's only one little kiosk store. There's no major stores. I mean, this could be in Montana. This is so fucked up. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, and another thing, man, I don't know if you've been downtown Brooklyn lately. There is construction every fucking where I am. Talking. Yeah, it's been gentrified. Every, listen, I had some brand new white on white clean sneakers. I had to walk around with baby wipes because I was getting uh, semen on my fucking sneakers. <laughs> and once semen hardens, that's it. I was like, this place is fucking filled. I could have came down. I was like, I could have came to New York with some like old ass. I could have worn Timberlands. The weather was shit. Yeah, you gotta be. They they building the multi million dollar houses down there. Yeah, the homes and apartments. Uh, the cabbies are out of fucking control. Fucking cabbie trying to take me on a crowded ass BQE during the day and make an eighty dollar cab drive from JFK to downtown Brooklyn. So finally had to argue with this guy and make him turn off his meter. Meter. This is why everyone in the city now is using the car services, the Lyfts, the the Ubers, the Vias, because the cab drivers are the same with the prices now. Yeah, I mean, now one thing I will say, one of the highlights is I always wanted to, you know, I've been looking at, it's kind of a toyish car, but I was looking at the... Um, the Jeep Renegade. And I was able, I actually went to Enterprise and rented a car. I needed a car, so I rented a car. And I was actually lucky enough to get the fucking Jeep Renegade to rent. And it was actually a very fun vehicle to drive. I know that kind of sounds crazy being in the city, but it was actually, it was fun. It's a fun little SUV. It handles well. I really enjoyed it. It looked good. How's the trunk space? Does the back seats fall down? Do you know? You know what? I mean, it was just me and my wife, so I didn't. I didn't even bother going through all that minutiae. Now the the okay. the the the, uh, the trunk space, I would say for like your bags and stuff, that was yeah. pretty nice. Okay. And then everything in there is 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 brand spanking new. So you got USB ports every fucking where. You got plugs everywhere. It's about a ten inch. Um, GPS entertainment screen in there. Oh, that's cool. So I, you I know, cars, I, I, I wish more cars would think about where they put their USB wires in there. You know, the 12 volt where the old cigarette lighter used to be. Especially now that everyone's driving with GPS, because most people, I know I'm more comfortable with my GPS on the left of me. So between the steering wheel and the driver's door. But if I do that, I leave my leave it plugged in, I now have a wire going across my lap. Hmm. I just wish they would be able to figure that out. But I did uh, I did actually enjoy driving. And they have several. They have, like, in the, in the uh, little port in the body, and then in the panel they have them. I mean, there's got to be, like, 12 fucking plugs, plus U.S. Uh, mini... Uh, uh, flash drive. It had a lot more stuff in there than I actually expected. Now this well, is. Yeah, the... I, was, I was trying to rent one for from Zipcar because I I had joined Zipcar, but I I need to move a dresser and I didn't know if it was large enough to put like a credenza in. Yeah. 
Now I'm not. I'm going to say one thing that's really a motherfucker. It was a hundred and fifty-four dollars just to rent it for one day. And then oh, yeah, New 40, York prices is outrageous for rental cars. Forty-five dollars to park in Brooklyn. Forty-five dollars oh. per night to park in Brooklyn. So a one-day renter was two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. But I had to get around. I had to see my new nieces, and I had to see my nephew, my new nephew. Oh. So I that's kind of why I came to New York. I hadn't seen any of these three kids. They were all born since I left New York. Okay. And so that that was that that was great. You know, the, the trip did you to New to York. Get up, did you get a chance to get up with your old crew? Uh, actually, I'm gonna tell you now. It was this was the greatest gift that a man could ever get from people. Uh, my trip to New York. I got a million phone calls of people wanting to meet with me, and I'm gonna give three, no, four people credit. They actually came through. Oh, that's good. Other people act like I wasn't in town. I barely got a. Damn, glad to see that you made it made it here safe. I didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I do have one little thing to vent. People need to stop treating everybody exactly the same. Just because you know somebody and they come into town doesn't mean they want you to take them to dinner. Doesn't mean they want you to buy them drinks. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that guy. You get it? I'm not that guy. I can meet you, just talk to you, you don't owe me anything. I'm not that fucking guy who celebrates his birthday for a solid week. I get one day a year. I'm old school. Now I have buddies who actually think that their birthday is a whole fucking week. Oh, it's my birthday week. Oh, so I'm supposed to buy you drinks for the whole week. See, and I think <laughs> some of these cheap bastards didn't want to hook up with me because they got me mixed up with somebody else saying, He's going to want me to take him to dinner. No, I don't want you to take me to dinner. I pay for my own food. <laughs> I don't let people hold shit over my head. I buy my own drinks. Yeah. I don't even drink anymore. So, matter of fact, I, I came to New York. I offered, I have, I have some $40 fucking cigars, three $40 cigars that I'm trying to give away. But I want to give them away to somebody I know. Hey, anybody want to meet me? I got these cigars for you. I smoked these 1964 anniversary. So that means these cigars are 40-something fucking years old. Oh, wow. And they they cost me good money. But I don't smoke cigars anymore either. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them away. Oh, yeah, man. Let me, I'll hook up with you. Let me come get them. I'll come get them. Motherfuckers telling me they're going to come get them on days that I'm, they already know I'm going to be home. I'm like, cut it out. <laughs> you know I'm going to be home already. I, t- I told you when I spoke to you that I was leaving such and such day. Don't tell me you're going to pick something up for me three days after I'm gone. I'm already home. So I didn't actually link up with anybody that what I would say is like my old buddies, but they did me a favor. I never have to worry about thinking about them again, especially I can come back and forth to New York and I'll never mention it to them. No. Oh. Because it didn't mean anything. I mean, they haven't seen me in years. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get a fucking phone, uh, a text. Somebody, you know, I spoke to one guy the day before I left. I'll see you tomorrow. He never even texted me the whole time I was there. But I said to myself, everybody knows that I'm coming to New York. I'm not going to bother no one. 
And I, I made that my business. I promised myself that I wouldn't, and I didn't bother anybody. I'm not the type to say, hey, you're going to link up with me, uh, and, you know, I'm going to be such and such. You know where I'm going to be. I'm not going to bother you. It's just not how I operate. I'm a very prideful person, man. You know, I reach out to you one time. I'm not doing it twice. Yeah, I know that. I know that feeling. You know, and besides, the people that I wanted to see, they couldn't make a move on their own. They're little people. Shit, they forgot. <laughs> they forgot I was there two minutes after I left. <laughs> they smiled. They hugged me. They were sweet. They treated me like I knew them their whole lives. And two minutes after I was gone, they were like, good, good riddance. Goodbye. You know, one's an eight-month-old, one's a two-year-old, and the other one just turned four years old. They don't get oh, yeah, like that ass. Well, the four-year-old, mate. But the, the oh, yeah. You know, I put some money in his pocket. He kept dropping. And, and then that was that. So I, I want to, you know what, we done talked about a million things, but I want to talk a little sports here. Um, NFL is back, my friend. Yeah, I, I tried to tune in yesterday. But uh, I think by the end of the fourth quarter, my eyes got the best of me. You I know mean, the end of the first quarter. I'm not going to bullshit you. As much as I was looking forward to it, I didn't have the time, the energy, or the desire to actually stay up past my bedtime to deal with two teams that are not my team. Uh, so I didn't watch Kansas City and New England. Now, I am Sunday night. I will have my ass up to watch the Giants play my Cowboys. That is a must. I don't care if I got a nap all afternoon. <laughs> that, that, that game means everything to me. I mean, so this is week one. So we – most of Did the you games, turn your phone off for that game? Uh, you know what? Yeah. But the thing oh. is, I just have to figure out how I'm going to do this. I want to watch that game in my bed, but me and my wife just don't watch giant cowboy games well together. And I can <laughs> see her asking me to please leave. I can't talk. Uh, I want to say things, and you keep saying this. And, I mean, it's a real, it's a real hateful situation. So, I, I do have another bedroom. That one has a TV and everything, too. So I, I think I'll probably be staying in the guest bedroom uh, Sunday night. Uh. No. <laughs> and, and I'm fine with that. Now, another game I'm kind of interested in is Seattle and Green Bay because that, that's a key matchup out the gate. Yeah, that's going to be a goodie. And, you know, I and I feel bad for I feel bad for Tampa and Miami, man. Yeah, I don't even think – I don't think it's right that the league moved that game to week 11. They should have found a different uh, venue that they should they could have used. That's how I, that's how I know it. To me, it seems like they don't care about uh, the player's safety. I mean, you want these guys to now go – I mean, they probably both not going to be playoff teams, but you want them to go 16 games in a row. No yeah, break, because you took you took away week one. When does when does bye week start? Five. Yeah. Now think about and their bye weeks wasn't until week eleven. Yeah. Now think about this. Say they make the playoffs. Say both of these teams make the wild card. That's potentially seventeen straight games. Yep. Nobody plays seventeen straight weeks. 
Man. weekends. And if they go to the Super Bowl? They, now, if either one of these teams had any Thursday game schedule, those shit should be at least moved to uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. They shouldn't be forced to play any Thursday games because they will be one. Matter of fact, I wish I was in Vegas if either one of them play on a Thursday. And I don't even care if they play the Jets on a Thursday. I would bet against them because they're going to be worn out. Is there a team that have ever benched their starters in football? Oh, yeah, they do it, but they always do that shit in the last. Like, yeah, say when you clinch. Yeah. You know, that last week. But say Tampa and Miami, both of these teams are going to be needing every victory they can get. Every victory yeah. they can get. So yeah. One of the players, I don't know if it was from Miami or Tampa Bay, but he was like, he basically saying, we medicate ourselves after Sunday to get ready for the following week. So now we got to do this 17 weeks straight. Oh yeah, this is this is this is a rough one. I mean, Max Kellerman once came up with a great idea of how to actually work the schedule, and actually instead of making the the, the sixteen game, well, it's a seventeen game, seventeen week schedule, because we got to put that week in for uh, buys. Yeah. Each division has a buy at the same time. Everybody in your division gets a buy at the same time. And no Thursday games. I think, and I, I think it's some punk ass shit. All Thursday night games should at least be Saturday games. But the NFL is scared as hell of, you know, Saturday is go out, go to dinner, go to the movies, that type of day. So they don't want to yeah. compete with that. They know Thursday your ass is getting up and going to work Friday. So they got you at home. But I don't think I, I don't think there should be any Thursday games. Say you play Sunday and then you play Thursday. How do you get your body ready for that kind of pounding? Yep, yep, yep. that's what I said. The play safety. I don't NFL say they care about the play safety, but to me it's just a talking point. Yeah. Then now I this is these guys, man. You know what? These guys they make great moves. They fucking guy with the Rockets. 85 million, and you turn 85 million into 2.2 billion. You can't blame the guy for selling the Rockets. Yeah, but I I kind of think like the, say like Harden. Harden just signed on. I forgot how long his contract is for, but he's like the highest paid player right now. What if you you signed on thinking this team is gonna do something, and now this new owner comes in, they're not gonna have the same. They might not have the same plan as the old owner, so now you might be stuck in a fucked up situation. Yeah, well, kind of, you know what? With, I guess, the emotion and Harvey and everything, he did say he wants to end his career there. He's not, he, he promised the people of Houston he's never leaving them. Yeah, Melo also said he wanted to end his career in New York. You know, that yeah. really happens. Yeah, like I said, the emotions of the moment. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what? Let's hope Clutch City, Houston, has this new owner didn't spend $2.2 billion to try to lay eggs, that he did it because he has a game plan. Yeah, I mean, they have Orton, Orton, God damn it, I'm talking about Randy Orton. Um, Harvin, Hardy, what the hell is him? Greg, oh my God. Um, James Harding. James Harding and Chris Paul together, so he should be able to figure something out to get some more pieces. 
I don't think that's going to be a hard thing to get guys to come there. Now, yeah, but you have to get guys to come for less money. Well, you know what? You get that Greg Anthony or what the fuck is his Anderson or whatever the hell his name is. That white three-point shooting guy. Oh, right, right, Anderson. Right. Yeah, Anderson. you get his ass out of town. <laughs> get him out. I mean, he's not going to help you win. He's going to hit some three-pointers, and it, I, as far as I know, he makes bank. So get his ass out of there. You know. Now you're talking about another business that sold for buku cash, crazy money. Is this fucking UFC? And it seems like for the not UFC 2017 has not been a very good year for the UFC. Fucking Demetrius Johnson's opponent has to cancel because he's sick. No. This is another headlining a pay-per-view. This is not a Fox freebie. This is a fucking pay-per-view. Wait, what weekend is this on? This weekend. Oh, so this is, so Amanda and Shevchenko gets bumped to main event? Yes. Now think about it. Amanda Shevchenko just were bumped themselves from main event of a pay-per-view because Amanda bailed out. Yeah. You know, and and, and I, I kind of like some of the fights on this card. I I love seeing Nunes fight because I don't know what I'm going to get. But Shashekshev seems like she doesn't just roll over for her. No, no. I mean, so, I don't know. I didn't really see their first fight, all of it. But I don't know if Amanda looked as powerful as she looked in her past two fights. No, she didn't. But this is this is a this this girl brings it too. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, Shevchenko fight. I've seen her because I I think she would want to try to get Amanda on the ground or yeah. and to get the fight past the first round. Yeah, but you, I don't think Amanda been past the first round in a while. Like you said, lately it's like Amanda. Is punching through brick walls like she's the She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. It looked like when she, when she punched, was it Rousey? The first time she punched Rousey, and Rousey's face turned a different color. I was like, "Ooh, this girl hits hard." And then when she punched Misha Tate, and I've seen Misha Tate get punched with her. They broke her all over the bone, and she kept going forward. But when she got hit by Nunes, she backed up. I was like, "Oh, damn! This girl must have some serious power." Listen, I was talking about this fight with my wife yesterday, the uh, Rousey-Nunez uh, fight. Not only did uh, Nunez punch Rousey's face loose, she punched uh, Rousey so hard that she took the coloring out of her feet. <laughs> and people were actually on Twitter and online talking about it. Rousey's feet turned orange and purple. I don't even know what that is. Like her whole souls turned soul orange and purple. <laughs> How the Maybe fuck do you punch, punch somebody so hard you make their feet turn orange <laughs> and purple? Maybe when she got hit, she realized I'm not going to win this fight. Her soul just left her body. Yeah, because people online going, what the fuck kind of condition is that, that Rousey? Look at Rousey's feet. I mean, they would they, they they turned this weird orange. It's like the blood. You're right. The blood left all from one side and just went into a <laughs> just it went into like a little pocket in her heart and said because her face was busted up. I mean, it was it, it, it's an ugly thing. But like I said, this this should be a pretty good card. You got Jeremy Stevens. He's fighting Gilbert Melendez. 
Melendez used to be a champion. Melendez can throw down. Jeremy Stevens can throw down. One of my favorite fighters is this Neil Magny. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And he's fighting Rafael Dos Antos. And Magny, like, not, I think it was 2016, he fought like seven times. And he won six times last year. I mean, so he was fighting like on, like once, like every two months. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I can that, see him. You... No, go, no ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, because I was going to ask you something. I didn't see him being this good, and he wound up being a damn good fighter. So I'm I'm actually into this pay-per-view. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was this weekend, so. Yeah, yeah, you can't have it next weekend because that's Triple G and Canelo. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But before we get into it, did you – you was in – was you in New York last weekend or this weekend? That was just in New York. I, I came home Friday. All right, so did you see the John Cena-Roman Reigns thing two weeks ago? From the 28th, I believe. Uh, I watched Raw. It was a promo that they cut together. Contract signing promo. If well, you missed it, download it. Well, I seen, I seen this week where they redid it. Well, they did another one. Yeah, but the first one, it looked like some of that what couldn't have been written and hit people at the heartstrings, I guess. I've never seen Cena that – I wasn't a fan of Cena, but at that point I was like, oh, this guy actually makes some sense. Well, you know what it is? Truth sometimes crosses over. Reality truth <clears throat> crosses over. They don't like each other. There's, there's, no. I don't think that's a secret in the WWE universe that they don't like each other. Oh, yeah, and definitely. so John is actually speaking some truths, but so is Roman. And see, this week, I think they gave Roman more reigns, no pun intended, to yeah. actually <laughs> come back at him. Because, you know, I, 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 we was talking about this on the last show, and I was saying that you should watch this thing on YouTube, and it's WrestleMania. I thought it was WrestleMania. Lamia, like L-A-M-I-A. Okay. And what the guy talks about is hated, people who are hated in the locker room. And because of John's persona, and you know what John does with uh, the little kids and Make-A-Wish, you would think that John is one of the most beloved, John is one of the most disliked guys in the whole WWE. Oh, damn. Because these young guys do feel like he controls. Them a chance. Yeah. He controls. Not only that, he controls their push, their lack of push. He controls creative when it can, comes to guys like Reigns. I don't like Reigns, so this is the pigeonhole you're gonna put him in. Yeah. But uh, he he made a point two weeks ago, and he said, "I'm the guy who goes down and fights these newcomers, the Kevin Owens, the AJ Styles." He said, "Meanwhile, when they took the." the heavyweight championship off you and gave you the U.S. title, you took that as a demotion. He said, meanwhile, I was the one running with the U.S. title on SmackDown. And yeah, I like, like I said, they both of... they both speaking the truth. Yeah. It's just, and you know, John saying I would be retired yeah. if you could carry the basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could look, just look, you, you could literally look into their face and see 
that they 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 kind of shooting. They they gave somebody gave them Carl Blanche to actually play with the angle. Yeah, but I would say one thing too about the WWE. Vince Man has these guys on the road three hundred some odd days a year, and they just I just got alert saying that they have to also do live shows. I think Raw on Christmas and New Year's. I was like, that's a that's a smack in the face, man. See, but you know what? You I couldn't guess... leave those two weekends alone. Yeah, well, you know what? I guess when he's saying, I'm paying you seven million, you four million. What about the people that's making like a hundred thousand? He goes like this. Do you know how many fucking independents there are? I could fill this joint up with independents. Like, you know what? I, I give SmackDown credit, man. I I actually have been watching the whole SmackDown more than I've been watching Raw lately. Oh, and SmackDown's more interesting. I actually like the fact that they brought my boy Bobby up. It looks like oh, yeah, right yeah. now they're going to try to work Bobby into something. Yeah, I think, yeah. They have, I think it's really because SmackDown's a two-hour show, and their storyline stay fresh as opposed to Raw being three hours. Things get still. And and you know what? You got some you got some of the fat cats that's on Raw. Now I'm gonna tell you now, man, this guy is money in the bank for real, for real. Uh the big boy with the beard. Oh, Strowman. Strowman brings it. He could have worked in any fucking generation of wrestling from the nineteen fifties on. He yeah, brings it. Trying. He cares even about that, what he does. Yeah, even that match with him and Big Show, I was like, how would they put the Big Show in the main event? It actually turned out to be a good match. So Actually, I thought they worked well together. Yeah. yeah. You know? That was a, I thought it was like a passing of the torch type thing. Miz is money. Miz oh, is yeah, definitely. money. Definitely. That, and, and he's been loyal. Kevin Owens is fucking money. Now, who yep. you have to work, who you have to watch out for, is you have to pair AJ with the right people, or AJ gets lost. And 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 that Byron Baron Corbin ain't the right yeah. person. Oh, I said that about Finn Balor. I was like, Finn Balor's gonna get lost in the sauce. He no Bray Wyatt ain't the right person. No, he'd be better off working an angle with Miz. Anybody, but somebody who can work. Yeah, you need someone that can actually wrestle. Uh, you can't do too many Jinder Mahal and Sinjay. Sinjay can yeah. work. Ginger can't work. Yeah, it, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose people' uh, interest after a while. Think about it. Ginger likes to do holes where you gotta sit there and rest for fucking two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know who he worked good clutch. with. He would have worked good with John Cena. That rest. I feel like but, Cena. I feel like Cena proved his game lately because that match with him and Jason Jordan the other day that started Raw was shocked me. I was like, this is a pretty good match. Yeah, you know what? I I am at my age, and I still enjoy the product that the WWE puts out. Now, what I will say is I could not sit through the May Young Classic. 
I tried. Oh, I tried. I tried. I, I could. I couldn't. I'll, I'll fast forward through every now and then, but it was just something. I don't know if the it was too dark in the arena. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know the girls. And I also automatically feel that the uh, luchador, uh, princess, whatever the fuck her name is, oh, yeah, from Mexico, yeah. she's the best one that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, she could, she could wrestle. You know, and your daughter's favorite, they got to figure out what they want to do with this young lady. Because oh, Sasha I Banks, the, I don't know I don't what know. the fuck is going on there. She just gave a great interview with Sam Roberts. And he asked her about, this is before she won the title, he asked her about winning the title and them taking it off her right away. And she was honest. She was basically like, yeah, she doesn't understand why they keep doing that. This is the fourth time. That's insanity. In a a span of two weeks that she's lost the title. Matter of fact, you know. I know that they were supposed to have Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, and then Bailey got hurt. So then not, why not just let Alexa Bliss keep the title and just give it right back to her? It's it's actually literally time to make Nia Jack a one-year monster. Oh, just yeah, make yeah. her a fucking one-year monster. I actually like Nia Jack. I like Nia Jack a lot. But I do think that W uh, SmackDown is in a better position women's-wise because they have more women wrestlers as opposed to Raw, who only has four right now. Because Dana Brooke is gone because her boyfriend just died. Bodybuilder guy just died. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened to Molly Holly. Or uh, Mickey James. Mickey James. I meant to say Mickey James, yeah. And and someone's injured. And uh, so I'm like, they only have four active females. So and then no nobody sense. believes in Irma. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell. Now, uh, see, there's certain people that you look at and you say they're money. Carmella is money. Carmella doesn't have to have one bit of wrestling ability. She's yeah, money. Yeah, she grew on me. She grew on me, because which is weird. She knows how to work that fucking crowd, man. Yeah, she knows how to work the crowd, yep. She knows how to work that crowd. It's not even doing anything outlandish, just work. She works it from the time that she gets on stage. Soon as she comes through the curtain, she's working you. Yep. And then I think Lana might be gone because Rusev wanted out. So oh, she went. She went back down to NXT to hone her her wrestling ability. So she went from being Snooker's daughter's manager for like a week <laughs> to gone. Uh, they said she'll pop in and out, but uh, she went back to learn some more wrestling. See, because I'm kind of. I mean, is Rusev gone? No, they said Rusev will be back. That's another they body they don't know what to back. do with. They don't know what to do with. Yeah. Steve Austin said the same thing. He said, Rusev came in as a monster, and then all of a sudden, he started losing to everybody. Then they tried to make him a monster again. And it just ain't, it ain't go over well. Right. It's just like Bray Wyatt. It's not going to work for Bray. because no, it's too late. They they killed his character. Yes. Bray, Bray Wyatt now is just a liar with a big mouth. Yeah. If he promised you he's going to do something, I mean, the fact that they let him pin Finn Balor was amazing. Yeah, they should have had Bray when he they should have had him beat The Undertaker, and then that would have been like a passing torch onto Bray Wyatt's character. But then he loses 
they had the rock destroy him at WrestleMania like in twenty seconds. Then ever since then it was like downhill. Then they gave him a title for like a month. And what you call him has went downhill to me. This the rehashing of the shield is horrible. Oh, yeah, boring. I don't like Dean Ambrose anyway. Well, forget Dean Ambrose. Uh Seth Myers, uh, I called the man Seth Meyer. <laughs> Seth, uh, what the Rollins. fuck is his name? Rollins. Rollins. Seth Rollins' character seems so corny now that he's with Dean. Cor- just corny. Everything he says seems corny. I don't like the outfit he's wearing anymore. I liked him better when he was uh, Triple H bitch boy. Yeah, they're going to have to figure something else. Soon, especially with their top guys, top tier guys. Well, we are we are getting to October. WrestleMania is not that far away. April comes pretty quick. Yep. You got to start building towards that show. Oh yeah, and it's in. Oh, maybe I have a trip to New Orleans this year. You have to start building towards that show, and and since last year they did something that was kind of unique for them. It wasn't a star-studded WrestleMania. It basically was the guy. You know, yeah. so you, you you gotta you gotta start working towards that. You yeah, know, you have to listen to the fans more, Vince. Oh well, Vince is supposed to re- appear on TV this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pan SmackDown. They need they don't really need him, but hopefully, he doesn't ruin the show. Yeah, because of the Shane uh, suspension, so. He'll make his like bi yearly visit. Hopefully he doesn't look uh older. Well uh listen We don't want to see a Vincent man that looks like May Young. We oh but he is he's gonna come out there, he's gonna look creepy with the funny eyebrows. He's gonna look a lot like Jerry Jones from my <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> I don't know why. You know what? I'm a billionaire. I already got a woman. I hit about 70, 80. I'm not getting no fucking plastic surgery to pull something back. This is what it is. Whatever size and sag I had those years, and that's it. Yeah, it is very rarely mentioned that his wife does work for Donald Trump. Yeah, well, you know what? He didn't want to piss off the other half of his audience. You look at that <laughs> audience, there's a lot of young black kids and Hispanics. He didn't want to piss them off, you know? Yeah, true. Hey, Ned, man, wrap us up, brother. As always, folks, it's been a good show. You can find us on YouTube. That is our platform, our main platform, YouTube at Netboy Doc. Subscribe, comment, share, like. You can also find us on all forms of social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Netboy Doc. We're also on iTunes and Snapchat. I mean, not Snapchat, SoundCloud. Yes, yes. And people, if you're anywhere near the storms, the hurricanes, make sure you go out before it hits. Get your water. Get your batteries. Go to the ATM. Get some money. Fill up that gas tank. Don't wait till the storm comes to realize that you need water and bread and stuff like that in the house. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Tune in again to the next show. And I'm just going to tell you peace.